Mr. Balvin, the team on the brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraph Studio. My guest on this edition of Fangraph Studio making uh, one of his monthly appearances. Now, it appears to be on a monthly basis uh, on which he's appearing in this program. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball, Stane Perry. Of course, each time Dane Perry does appear on the program, I'm compelled to make the following comment. Uh, uh, if you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site, uh, do not continue listening, right? Uh, turn your attention to Dave Cameron's uh, weekly Monday appearances on Fangraphs. Managing editor Dave Cameron makes a weekly Monday appearance on Fangraphs. Audio during which he analyzes all baseball. Furthermore, uh, Kyla McDaniel, this is for the last six months at least, if not more. Kyla McDaniel, the lead prospect analyst for Fangraphs, makes a weekly, uh, typically will make a weekly Friday appearance during which he analyzes all prospects. What follows uh, is an example of none of that. Uh, there is very little discussion of the pastime, and by pastime, what I've intended to do is to apply an, uh, supply an anachronistic term for baseball. For baseball, there's very little baseball discussion is the point. What it is is an examination of a man who has been rendered moot by the world. Uh, rendered moot by the world. That's what you can see here. Um, for an example, for an example, Dane Perry is the sort of person who will deny uh, vehemently, who will, who will deny his own mortality despite the fact that he's on the precipice of it, and he'll deny it by means of comments that make him sound like a buffoon. 43, I can do eight one-arm push-ups each side. In case you don't understand, that is Dane Perry bragging about the number of one-arm push-ups you could do. Here one more time. 43, I can do eight one-arm push-ups each side. Pity. Pity is the proper response to that sort of comment. Much more content in that exact same vein is to follow. Oh, with regard to the title of this edition of the program, uh, something, something about how Dane Perry's powerless. His power went out exactly in the middle of the program. You'll hear it. It's denoted by a sort of white noise sound. It's not really that important to say that. Just when you hear it, know that that is what has happened. And Dane Perry has the perimeter secured. What is it? It's Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. And when does it begin? Right now. The echo of my voice. Oh, I don't care. I'm not, I don't care at all about that. No, no, but it's, it is going to uh, compromise the sound pretty pretty considerably. Would you like to call back? No. Do you have headphones? Do I have headphones? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wait. It's not working. It's not, it's not doing it now for some reason. Okay. Because I'm not putting on headphones for this. You know, it's pretty standard for... For uh, recording a program like this. Okay. Well, I can hardly be bothered. So. <laughs> Are there other things that um, you can't be bothered to, uh, to do, Dean? Um, run a checking account like an adult. What was la- when was the last time, if ever, you balanced a checking account? I mean, I don't balance. Obviously, that's a complete waste of time. Is it? I mean, I, I don't do it either. But is it a, wa- a waste of time? I, I think so in this in the in the digital age. So still, mm-hmm. I think it's a uh, I think it's a waste of time. But uh, I you know I'm just uh, you know I'm by no means wealthy, mm-hmm. but I too do tend to make more money as I get older, like most people. Yeah. Um, but it's always a photo finish. Like, <laughs> you know, end of the month period. Always. 
and I'm just I'm just tired of it. No. I just need I need twenty grand. Okay. <laughs> Someone needs to give me twenty grand. Yeah. That would be a game changer. Who are you thinking about? I I, mean, I don't have any. I mean, I've got some. I've got a you know rough draft, a list of names, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not asking to win you know to win the Powerball or anything like that. I just need twenty grand. You know. You know, you sound a little bit like um like a gambler. Yeah. Who, 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 um, has already squandered a small fortune, um, but now you're proposing to a wealthier relative or friend. Right. The, the, the idea, the chance of a lifetime, and all you need is 20 grand. What I'm saying is, is if, you know, is if you float me a line this time, I'm out after this. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Just, just, is this is this your last job? This one last time that I'm out. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta help me out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Have you? Uh, we've 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 spoken about this publicly before, or at least as yeah. public as this as this program gets. Yeah. Um, you have a uh, wealthier, um, better looking, mm-hmm. more talented brother. Correct. Well, no, he's not better looking. Okay. He's done the other things fine. And he owns, he owns an estate in uh, what, Tennessee somewhere? Yes, and it is, it is an estate. Yeah. Yeah, it's an estate. As we've said, he, uh, you can walk the grounds. It's on a hilltop. (laughs) Is it anywhere close to Murfreesboro? I don't know where Murfreesboro is off the top of my head. Well, let me hear, you're, you're a real southern person. Damn right. Let Boy. me hear you, let me hear you say the name of that town again. Murfreesboro. <laughs> it doesn't. It's it's an improbable spelling and equally improbable pronunciation. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I don't know if you're familiar at all with Kyla McDaniel, but he's the lead prospect analyst at Fangraphs now. I'm familiar with his work. Yes. He uh, he is also he currently he lives in lots of copy. He does. He, well, yeah. When he writes the copy, it is uh, he doesn't the, he doesn't deal with fragments. Let's say that. Yeah. Turgid um, copy. One might even say. <laughs> he he is a person who has lived in the South, and um, huh? here, for example, here's proof. His sister's name is Gentry. Okay, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah her name is Gentry McDaniel. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, his brother's name is Dansby Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> it would seem that his brother, like mine, is doing better than he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I cannot speak to. Um, I would need a, I would need them side by side to really gauge how attractive they are. But Dansby Swanson, much more successful than Kylie McDaniel. Although Kylie, yeah, well, that, that, right? that is that is true. That is, is, is Kylie McDaniel handsome? Oh, uh, he's all right. I'd say he's pretty much middle range for men. I mean, one yeah. good thing you can do if you're a man is just if you clean yourself. Right. That already. That already sets you apart from a pretty large percentage of the male population, such as yourself. Such as myself, yeah. I have some, I have some, um, like innate charms. Yeah. That, that help me in that regard. So even if I don't shower, I still do pretty well, just because of some genetic advantages. Fresh breath is not one of your charms. No, I'm also eating stinky blue cheese right now. Oh, I like blue cheese. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, are, you, are you just? Are you just? 
gnawing on a wedge of blue cheese. No, I have some. Uh, I also have some water crackers. Okay. I love, by the way, love water crackers. What okay. a great delivery system for for delicious cheese. Yeah, that yeah, crackers are a good vessel. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about crackers. A vague oh, cracker. Ritz crackers. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Um, it could actually be any. I, I, my wife and I, for some reason, this store near us, which is not a fancy pants store, it is not a store for the highest or even higher classes. Okay. Okay. It's a it's a middle of the road store. For some reason, they carry four different brands of water cracker. Okay. All right next to each other, and uh, of two, of which I can only name two. One of them is like Everyday 360, some sort of organic brand of water cracker, and then Cars, which is the original. I mean, Cars, Have you ever tried House of Lords water crackers? <laughs> no, I haven't. But that does sound like a water cracker brand, doesn't it? It does. So does Bucksby's. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Dansby's. Dansby Swanson's. Yes, he could sell water crackers, and I would. Yeah, I would I, yeah I, that. Actually, isn't that how your brother made his fortune? Was in the water cracker game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm going to ask. Hey, you, hey stop. To... Stop. Are you brushing up against your computer or something? It's making a an unsettling noise. Let me let me let me lay something out for you. <laughs> okay. Let me lay this out right now. Yeah, lay it out. I'm occasionally going to be sipping coffee. I'm moving, adjusting myself. I don't care what the audio is doing. It makes a sound like like an like. Like an evil Star Wars character when you do it. It's like a slithering. It's like a. It's like Good. a slithering type of sound. Good. It's un. Good. It's really unsettling. My member slipping out. <laughs> That's what it is. Does your member? Does your member ever slip out for the night without you? <laughs> does, it, does it leave? Does it leave by means of the window and go yes, on one of Chicago's hot spots? Evening Comes hot back spots. in the morning. Battered and satisfied. <laughs> looks like a looks like a broken sock. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, where are we going? I don't know, man. Right. Oh yes, yeah, so I was telling you, Kylie McDaniel is officially. Uh, he has southern credentials, is my point. Okay. On account of he has a sister named Gentry. That 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 is a yeah that'll yeah. that'll that'll burnish those credentials. Yeah, and his middle name is Sykes Orvis. <laughs> Kylie Sykes Orvis McDaniel. That's his middle name. Outstanding. Sykes. The Sykes. The, is his real name really Sykes? No, but that Sykes Orvis is the name of a of an old Miss baseball player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picture someone named Sykes Orvis in your head. No, I I I know the prototype. Yeah, that's you're looking at him right now. You're looking at him in your head, in your mind's eye. Um, uh, he was he was um, relating to me some curious pronunciations of uh, Al- just exclusively Alabama towns. Okay. You might be familiar with them uh, because you grew up in a neighboring state. Uh, but here's one example: V I G O R, Alabama. V I. Viger. So you, you yeah, without that's, hesitation. That's not a that's not a town. That's a high school in Mobile. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, so it is. Uh, it shares a gulf with you. Yeah, and not. Uh, we uh, we competed against Viger in something or other at one point. Hey, quick question. Yeah. The plural of gulf. Um, well, we know that if you want to, there's leaf, and then the plural of 
Leaf is leaves. Yeah. The plural of gulf is it gulves? Gulfar. Gulf. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's more of a Greek thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he also gave me this one. Viger. The Viger Wolves, as I recall. Okay. Jake Peavy may have gone there. All right. Good information about Viger. Yeah. Um, well, you would have, you would have, I guess, called it vigor, like a miserable Yankee. Yeah, or like an, or like an English speaker, like a native English speaker would. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also, this is not a, whether you're native English speaker or native, um, Austrian. This town, uh-huh. V-I-E-N-N-A. Uh-huh. Dang, you're making that noise again. What are you, what is this? Dude, is, dude, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. V-I-E-N-N-A. Vienna. Vienna. Yeah, that's right. How did did you know that? Just because (laughs) you extrapolate from Viger? Vienna. All right. And then the last one with... with, Birmingham. There might have been one other to share with me, but the other one was a real town in uh, Alabama as follows. A-R-A-B. A-R... Yeah, yeah. A-R-A-B, Alabama. So this is is second nature to you. My parents are from Alabama, son. <laughs> I spent many a summer in Alabama. Is is son? Would you consider son a form of southern punctuation? <laughs> Not unlike a question mark or interrobang. <laughs> and if so, so for example, a period that ends a sentence. Yeah. Uh, question mark. That's to indicate uh, inter- an interrogative sense. What do you think the word as punctuation? What does the word son convey? Son is like a gentle reproach. Okay. Whereas if I say boy, that means a whooping's about to come your way. <laughs> what event? What event has to occur between the utterance of son and boy, or you know, between those two, for for you to follow along that continuum? What has to have happened? Well, son is just a shot across the bow, you know. Okay. Let me. Wait. Hello. Yeah. Uh, no, my, uh, my, uh, son will be playing basketball in the next room, so you'll probably hear some noise. Okay. Yeah. Um. What about your boy? <laughs> that was, that was good. Yeah, alright. Yeah. He no, is playing, only, I can hear that too, Dane. Hey, I'm talking. Okay. It's only when used as a term of direct address that there's an implied threat. And it has to come at the end of a sentence, I would assume, or mostly it does. Yeah, preferably, yeah. Or you could be like, hey, boy. Yeah. You know what you're... There was a... uh, This has been one of my favorite uh, exclamations of wonderment uh, ever since I heard it. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend in college... I I think I'm getting the details of the story correct. A friend in college um, was uh, attaching a trailer to his hitch in order to... (laughs) Moved some furniture. Okay. And his, his... I just want to say, I've never... That's never been the first line of an anecdote I've ever related or ever known. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I guess uh, I guess we're breaking new ground, Cecilia. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And his uh, future father-in-law, and at the time the father of his girlfriend, who was also a football coach, um, surveyed his work. And, uh, he said, uh, boy, you gotta keep that thing on a line. 
Because if that, if that trailer flips, he paused. God almighty damn. <laughs> God almighty damn. Yeah, yeah. One, so, one, one word. So, uh, yes. He was not, he was not impressed by his, his prep work. Mm-hmm. When it came to, uh, putting the trailer on a hitch. Okay. Yeah. God Almighty damn. And rather than get specific about what would what would happen if the trailer flipped, mm-hmm. he just let it breathe with God Almighty damn. Yeah. Wow. Let it breathe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen Boogie Nights, Danny. Boogie Nights? I have seen that, yes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the scene where Mark Wahlberg and I think maybe John C. Riley visit the uh, drug dealer's house where yeah. in the background uh, – Someone, a character, is uh, setting off some sort of fireworks. Uh-huh. And uh, Jesse's girl, oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. is playing loudly. That is a, we are reliving that right now, except yeah. <laughs> it is not a drug dealer's house, nor is it yeah. a young Asian man, I think, setting off fireworks. It is your son playing uh, Nerf hoops in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's a little basement basketball. Yeah. I will right. say that uh, because of the... Uh, uh, floor tiles, mm-hmm. uh, makes every noise like sound like a rifle report down here. You know, over the last month, uh, the, uh, on this program, uh, we have made strides. We've taken great strides to improving the sound quality, both of Kyla McDaniel and especially Dave Cameron's appearances. Kyla was already I, pretty close. We, we did some sound engineering work with him, but then with, with Dave Cameron, we got him an all new microphone. The last two episodes, he sounded, he sounded like a it's it's like talking with um you know uh, Barry White uh now yeah. at this point he's delivering um you know bass note uh, addresses and everyone's heart is melting by listening to him I I I've heard loose talk of uh Mr. Cameron getting a new microphone Yeah in uh- contrast this ha- this is declining rapidly Okay you don't, and you're not concerned. Is that the case? No, I don't care at all. Okay, no. all right, very good. Hey Wyatt, Wyatt, come here, boy. <laughs> come here. You remember Carson? You don't remember Carson? Wow, how about that, Carson? Yeah. You want to say hi to him? No, 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 no. Okay, careful, careful. Um, I'm talking to him on the computer here. You say hi. Hi. Hi, Wyatt. Uh, Carson remembers you. Tell him, uh, list a couple. We're talking about baseball. So briefly, why don't you tell him a few of your favorite players? You can say, you can start now. Alex Gordon. Okay. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Uh, who else? Jadiana Molina. Yeah. Okay. Matt Holliday. Okay. Oh. What about, um, any American League players that you, oh, you said Alex Gordon. Any other American League players? You don't remember. Who's your favorite pitcher? Tough, tough call. A lot of dead air here. Can you just give me an answer? Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright. Okay. All, All right. right. What? Uh, what? How many? Uh, you remember how many uh, games in a row you've gotten a hit in Little League this season? What? How many games in a row have you gotten a hit in Little League this season? All of the games. Very good. All right. As you were, son. As you were. Have you, uh, when you attend his little league games, do you say things like, um, go out there, boy, take some cuts? (laughs) You ever tell him to take some cuts? 
Shoulder to shoulder, keep it on the line. <laughs> Almighty, oh God Almighty, damn! I, I, I am an assistant coach, Cecilia. Yeah, that's that was my. I, I was worried about that. Yeah. For your boys' sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is just a, this is miserable right now. Yeah. I'm starting I to hear my own voice again. Yeah. This is an exercise. Exercise yeah. in in. Uh, Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you fix the levels? <laughs> We're beyond levels now. Yeah. Are you familiar with? I'm not going to tell them to stop. Are you are, are you familiar with Paul Lind, former Center Square on uh, Hollywood Squares? Yeah, uncle of Adam Lind. Yeah. Is that right? No. No. <laughs> oh, I, no forget, I, I, I forget why I thought of that. I. Hmm. Brief aside here before you continue your anecdotes. Yeah. Absolutely detest game shows. I have a strong visceral reaction to them. Well, we don't have to work. I had a... For instance, Wheel of Fortune is absolute nursing home death to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, do you not have another room, Dane? I call it hospice programming. That's what I call it. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune and Hollywood Squares, for instance, that kind of thing. You have another room in your house, maybe? One nah, other room? Good here, my man. Mm-hmm. God almighty damn, Sisuli. We, um, you were in Omaha until yesterday. Hey, Wyatt. I'm recording something, bud. You might need to not do that for a while. Okay? So... I think you and mom are about to go to the zoo anyway. Is that a euphemism for something? A shot. Boy, don't you shoot that bowling boy. (laughs) Last shot, Wyatt. It's enough. Yes. Missed pretty badly, it sounded like. Yeah. Stick to baseball, I guess. What did you say, boy? You went to Omaha? I did. And uh, that was to visit your wife's family? Mm-hmm. Correct. We've discussed them before. I think that you, you, you like them quite a bit. I do. I am. I'm quite fond of her family. Yes. I think that uh, your father-in-law, someone who appreciates his drinks, sound, if I remember. Uh, he he uh, he keeps a, a sharp eye out for cocktail hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five o'clock on the dot. It's like on a the... dog being fed. He knows it's five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Uh... What's what's his beverage of choice, or does he does he tend to uh, does he like a variety? Uh, vodka and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vodka and water, huh? Vodka and water. Hmm. Occasionally tonic water. Occasionally just water out of the tap. With a lime or anything? No, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. What brand of vodka is it? Uh, Schmiernoffs. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. Popoff. Aristocrat. Aristocrat. Yeah, my uh, I used to I used to see a lot of pop off pop off vodka around the house. There was a uh, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, a number of uh, my fellow travelers would drink aristocrat vodka, which I think may have been banned now. For what reasons? Just it probably wasn't even vodka. It was like you know a, a dollar for a gallon or something. Do you we just used motor oil or something? Uh, one of the uh, internet programs. Uh, to which I listened. Uh, someone related uh, recently an anecdote regarding Four Loco. 
<laughs> which I know that you you incorporated in one of your Notcrafts posts. Yeah, I believe. Did drinking, I? Drinking with drink, uh, Boyard Clark endorses four loco. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall that, but that but, sounds plausible. But um, he seemed to suggest this guy. He just tried it on a lark, like someone had given him a can, and he and after a quarter. What do you buy it now? I, I, well, this is like I don't even know what I, if it's available. It's it's a it's a different formula than it was previously. Right. Yeah. He said he drank a quarter of a can. Uh huh. And he had had maybe a little bit of vodka earlier today, but only like a half a glass, you know, mixed. Yeah. He apparently he was in the middle of a card hand that he had they, he had thrown in a bunch of money. He excused himself from the table, <laughs> walked down the hall. Laid down on his bed and did not wake up till the morning. <laughs> this is an adult man, and moreover, <clears throat> he was woken up by a a pressing need to vomit. Yes. But when he turned to his wastebasket, he found that it was already filled with four <laughs> loco colored hot pink vomit. He proceeded to have what he regarded. This is only a quarter of a can. To have not only the worst. Hangover his life, but it was very emotional. Such that when he he was he was in such pain, he had to go to a restaurant to get breakfast in the morning. And on he was the first person at this restaurant when they this like diner in Chicago maybe when they were opening up. Uh-huh. Not only was the first person, they played an Enrique Iglesias song. He started to feel tears on his arm, and he realized they were his. And he had to go back. He just crawled up on his couch. And stayed there the rest of the day in the fetal position. <laughs> and it, he said he's done research and he's seen other instances. He's familiar with other instances which people have had similarly emotional and physical reactions to for to the the original recipe. <laughs> the original recipe. <laughs> it sounds it sounds horrifying. Is there a? Uh... I assume there's like an ingredients list floating around out there of what was in the original recipe. Yeah, it sounds dangerous. Isn't it basically like liquor in an energy drink or something like that? Yeah, but I think it's like it's like a it's like a case of beer and like more caffeine than in you know than in jolt soda yeah. or something like that. Just terrible in conception. Yeah, and apparently in 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 delivery too. Yes, right. Wow, that like is actual a- actual poison. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. That's, yeah. That, yeah. that would be, maybe it should rebrand as actual poison. <laughs> actual poison brand, malt liquor. <laughs> it's malt liquor, but it's also poison. <laughs> That's it, reminds me, I don't know how I fell into this, but I, I guess at one point, or at, there, there is a non-negligible segment of the population that believes that you can Induce vomiting in another person if you um, spike their drink with Visine. What? Okay. But actually, that's not really the case. The thing that you can do if you spike their drink with Visine is nearly kill them. Right. <laughs> is actually that's actually what happens. I was reading instances. That all these people who were under the assumption they had read somewhere that yeah. oh, you can spike someone's drink. With Visine, and it'll make them throw up or something, or give them diarrhea. Maybe it was, but no, you actually kill them. People have, people have, thinking this was just a clever, not particularly dangerous way of getting back at someone. Have actually killed second parties doing this. 
this smacks of the uh, the kid down the street who died from mixing pop rocks and coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, oh, is this an urban myth, Sestulia? No, no. I believe I, I believe I followed up with a Snopes.com. No, no. I don't think it's an urban. I think the first thing is the urban myth. This is a, a rare instance in which the <laughs> myth is actually much less serious than the reality. <laughs> The, the myth is, oh, it's, uh, do you have a, an enemy at work? Did okay. someone steal your girlfriend? Um, spike his drink with Visine. But actually, maybe they'll have to go to the hospital. I think that is, and okay. in many cases, uh, it takes a bit, it takes a bit for, you know, uh, medical professionals to, to know now precisely it, what's happening. Uh, now is it, hush boy. Now is it, uh, is it a single ingredient in Visine that is doing this, or is is it the admixture itself that is? No, no, I think it's the I think it's just Visine itself is dangerous if swallowed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Noted. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything else that's dangerous if swallowed, Dane? What boy? <laughs> hey, uh, when you were in Omaha, did you see any evidence of the College World Series there? Uh, I did. I was unable to attend. Any games? I had to turn down two opportunities to attend because of oh. work obligations. Ooh. Not happy about that. Not you consider that is, that is that? I don't know if it's irony, but you are someone whose job it is to cover baseball. Right. But you were unable to attend an important baseball event because you had work obligations. Okay. Fine. Everything's okay. Well, power outage. Back. Had to, uh, you know, power went out. I surveyed the perimeter and got my got my thirty eight out of the bedroom closet. Yeah. But uh, it all turned out to be unnecessary. Civic order uh, appears to be still with us, so I'm good. Did you uh, did you start did you start using your sump pump? No, there, there, there's, there's no rain. It's still it's not a, not a water situation. When did Just you? Stay. So did you? Is your sump pump? Is it all ready to go? It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got go. a, uh, got a mother 50 horsepower backup down there. I'm good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, everything appears to be fine. Um, you know, I'm keeping a tight perimeter just in case, but everything appears to be fine. Good. Die, you know, for a second I thought I was going to have to fire low and fall back, but we're okay. <laughs> God almighty damn. God almighty damn, I tell you what, that was, that was a sticky situation there for a few. We all right? Oh, we're a little breezy here. Where were we, Sir Oh, um... That's, that comes off of our airtime, by the way. What just happened? Yeah, that counts against the time. I was looking, uh, I was trying to find by way of, uh, do you have Con Ed? Do you have Con Ed? I do have Con Ed, yes. I was looking, uh, I was looking there for reports of power outages. I was trying to locate your, I was trying to locate you that way. <coughs> I reported mine uh, via cellular telephone. You did? And uh, informed me that uh, about 2,400 people are being affected by this outage. That's not anything like I saw. Wow. Uh, Wow, that's big. Yeah. So, but Comet was uh, was on the case. Okay, Already good. Back up and running. Good. 
Oh, you know, uh, speaking of your your exact location, I don't know, you you wouldn't know this, but um, I yeah, I believe you are probably familiar with Craig Edwards. Yeah, I know gentleman Craig. Yeah, Craig writes for Viva Alberto and Fangraphs. I have uh, uh, hoisted libations with that gentleman before. Okay, good. Yeah, and uh, um, Craig was on the uh, the program a couple weeks ago. And I had I asked him. I said, you know, uh, of course, Dane Perry lives in Chicago. Dane Perry's also uh, a Cardinals fan. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with Dane Perry at all? And he said, yeah. Not only that, but by accident, I know where Dane Perry lives. Mm. He okay. walked. Uh, he was with his lady friend one day. I think they were going to some manner of Thai restaurant. Oh yeah. And uh, he looked uh, into a house and he saw he saw Dane Perry in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that is eminently plausible. Yeah, he, I said, why don't you? I said, why don't? Why didn't you go go talk to him? And he said, um, no, that's not gonna. He said, I don't. I would not know what to say. I encourage him to do it next time, though. <laughs> he doesn't want to, you know. I always have my hackles raised for an urban survival situation. So as, might, as, as has been evidenced by this most. Yeah, that might not have gone well for him. Yeah. I, I he I think that he at one point maybe had suspicions about where he lived and then maybe you tweeted out if uh, a, a photo of a car that was across the street. Oh yeah, yeah. And he uh, recognized the car. Okay. So I think that that gave him some intel yeah. with which to work. Yeah. So I Craig think, Edwards knows exactly where you live. I think I might have to leave a dead bird in his mailbox just as a warning. Yeah. Probably yeah, we live, in, uh, we live in tantalizing proximity to two very good Thai restaurants. So you do. That makes uh, makes perfect sense. Well, well, you and I, I know that when I visited you before, uh, we have uh, we we've eaten Thai food, I believe. Yes, the, 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 this I did not live in. I lived in tantalizing proximity to uh, perhaps gang fights, <laughs> not Thai restaurants. Yeah, last time. Yeah. 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 Speaking of water crackers, <laughs> the uh, oh oh. And speaking of Chicago, more uh, more immediately, uh, yep. you have been appraised of this, but I will tell you again uh, for all to see that uh, or all to hear. Appraised of this. I've been appraised. You've been appraised of this. You have not yep. been appraised of anything. No. No. But um, but. Uh, not only am I going to be in Chicago next week, but so are a lot of people. A lot of people, uh, for example, David Temple of Fangrass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bates. Yep. Yep. Chuckles Bates. Yep. Chuckles Bates. There's just uh, probably other people you know as well. Yeah. Are, you, are we going to do anything? I would characterize this as having been relentlessly brought to my attention. All right. Well, I, I emailed you about it. You didn't respond, so. Well, that's um, because... Scores of others have called this to my attention relentlessly. <laughs> Are yeah, you, do you have plans that. to attend any Sabre-related events? I would consider going downtown to drink. Yeah. I have no... While I... Uh, I believe I let my Sabre membership lapse recently, which mm-hmm. is uh, to my shame, but yeah. uh, I do enjoy the Sabre. 
You allowed you, what's it? You you let your children's oh, health insurance lapse? I'm not finished. That was an intro to a comment. Yeah. All right. God damn, boy. I I have no interest in attending any kind of presentations on anything. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's that. But uh, I you know, appreciate the fine work. But I will actually be staying um, in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Where Saber takes place, but I will not. I have not registered for the event either. Just to your credit, what which hotel is it? Don't know. No, I don't know. I should, I have to ask before I arrive next Wednesday. Yeah, that that would be good to find out in advance. Yeah, so yeah. I will find that out. I believe I'm actually flying into Midway. Okay. Um, champions. All right. And then uh, I guess uh, yeah, find my. Is there any public transit that goes out to Midway? Yeah, Orange Line. Oh, okay. Oh, that's easy. Oh. Get to ride to downtown. Yeah. All right, very good. Okay, yeah, actually, get off at 75th, head east. To go downtown? Just keep going, yeah. What are you, t- what are you, wait, are you making a joke? Are you making a Chicago no, area joke? Well, you know when you get there, boy. The, uh, do you ever use the word Chicago land in a sentence? Uh, I, I I may have uttered that at some point. What no. do people say? Chicago land? Oh, you're from your Chicago land Ford dealers. They say yeah, stuff like that. It's mostly, it's mostly a term that you see yoked to uh, uh, business storefront businesses of some kind or another. Yeah. So this is what is that to implicate themselves in the Chicago area if they are not technically located within city limits? Um, I think it's a way of saying that. Um. We'll provide you goods, goods and services, regardless of whether you live in Chicago or the suburbs. The suburbs, yeah. How far out? How far out does it go? You will see some argue that oh. uh, Chicago land encompasses parts of Indiana and Wisconsin. <clears throat> uh, that oh. seems a bit much for me. Uh, especially the Wisconsin part. I can, I can see, I can see the absolutely northwestern area of Indiana being included because it has the same sort it has there's like an industrial continuity to it you know yeah by that yeah like the Chicago is it the Chicago Skyway or is that right yeah yeah it's like the Indiana boy yeah <laughs> yes it is yeah <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying too <laughs> we're in agreement yep yeah, no, but I, I would say uh, wherever the metro train, the commuter uh, line runs, that uh, could be considered part of Chicago. I think that's my rule of thumb. I have one time visited. I have one time visited. Mm-hmm. I have one time visited Kane County. Okay, the Cougars. Yeah, I, I went to a Cougars game. It was eventually rained out, but I think that my wife and I stopped in Geneva, and uh, we went to a brew pub there, and this seemed to be a nice little town. Geneva is rather very lovely. Yeah, but do you consider that part of Chicagoland? Yeah. You do? Okay. But it can't stretch much further than that. Shut your face, boy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't understand why you're going to be angry about it. I'm just... <laughs> you go and talk yourself into a beating. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, what? But do you feel as though it stretches... For that, boy? Do you have to? Do you take some? I know that you take medication for anxiety. Do you take? Do you take it some that so that you can um, keep all of your southern impulses at bay? 
just so you could be around people who are not uh, depraved both in and outside of their bodies? Yeah! <laughs> what? Come on now. I'm drunk, Stewie. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I've got, uh, I'm trying, I got, I got things to do today, Stewie. I don't really feel like it. You got what? You got what's that? You got a dinner date? A dinner date? No, I did not say that. What did you say? I said I got things to do today, and I don't really feel like doing them. All right. Well, then don't. Yo, we got all day on this podcast, if that's what you're trying to imply. No, my clock's running down on this crap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, Okay, two two things I definitely want to address. Hold Uh, on. let Let me bring something hot. Okay. Let me serve up something hot. Oh, yeah. Looking at Twitter right now. Whoa. As a prominent baseball writer who I find to be rather annoying on Twitter. Okay. Considering muting him. Is it Dave Cameron? I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> That's all I'm giving you. All Wait, I'm... is that the entire note? That's it. Coming in hot with that one. <laughs> Served up hot. Good. Good information, Dane. Mm-hmm. Vague. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Um, glad, glad to do it, boy. Let me ask you this question, Dean. You were one time. You were one time a member of the what the MFA program at Mississippi College. It was an MA program. Yes. An MA in creative writing. Correct. I'm curious, Dane, if you ever envisioned. And how old were you? you must have, what were you like? 22, 23, 24. Uh, something like that. Sure. Did you envision that you would be the sort of person who wrote a novel? Yeah. What like if you had set when you wide-eyed Dane Perry entered the the MF the writing program at Mississippi College? What what would you have put? What do you think the odds were, the probability that you were going to write a novel before you reeled off this mortal coil? Uh, you know, I, I was I was far more interested in short fiction. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, so I would have said very likely to publish a collection of short stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I when I acknowledge the novel aspirations, that was more of a uh, uh, stand-in for book-length work of fiction. Right. Yeah, that's what I was... Okay, that's fine. I, I was far more interested in short fiction than I was novel writing. Now you are an older person, roughly 20, 25 years older. 43. I can do eight one-arm push-ups each side. <laughs> There's never been a more Buddy, demonstrate that for you. That more a more dad like comment than what you just said. <laughs> just uh, I can do. I'm not. I'm not old. Shoot, <laughs> eight one arm push ups. I do one with my, my cockadoodle as well. Cockadoodle. My cockadoodle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are you – here's a question. So are you – so you haven't written a, sh- a, a book-length collection of short stories? I, I My thesis was a collection of short stories, but it was not book-length. It was not published. All right. It was not published, yeah? It was also not good. Okay, so all these things together. Yeah. Let's, let's regard this. Let's take a – let's take a long, hard look at this, Dane. Uh-huh. With clear in the clear eyes with the clear eyes of day. Clear eyes, full heart. Yeah, you have not done it. 
Are you at A? Are you disappointed? And B, are you in such a frame of mind now where you're where you do, just don't care? Actually, I don't care. Okay. Um, I do. I do have. Uh, I would like to. Uh, uh, and, you know, I say this, although I haven't done it in I don't know how long, probably since Notgrass died. But I would like to continue uh, occasionally crapping out poems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they they do not take as long to write. Right. Yeah, and I find them gratifying, and uh, I enjoy the uh, uh, you know attention on the language, uh, the heightened attention on language that uh, comes with poetry. Uh, but I do not ever see myself. Uh, Feeling the urge to write a short story again. Are you familiar with uh, Lydia Davis? Who? Lydia yeah. Davis. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, I was uh, reading her book um, "Can't and Won't," which is very good. And of course, she writes very short pieces. Uh huh. And uh, she writes a really good one. Um, uh, she has written a very good one uh, that I was looking at today called uh, "Not Interested." <clears throat> okay. Uh, which I think that uh, here's a passage. We've we've occasionally looked at the works of Emil Chorin on on this uh, on your appear during your appearances. I think that this will have some of the same flavors for you. Okay. Uh, she's talking about she's not interested in books, uh, despite yeah. the fact that she's right. She says I'm not I'm not tired of all good books. I'm just tired of novels and stories, even good ones, or ones that are supposed to be good. These days I prefer books that contain something real, or something the author at least believed to be real. I don't want to be bored by someone else's imagination. Most people's yeah. imaginations just aren't very interesting. You can guess where the author got this idea and that idea. You can predict what will come next before you finish reading one sentence. It all seems so arbitrary. And she continues, Actually, I don't mean I'm bored by old novels and books of stories if they're good. Just new ones, good or bad. I feel like saying, Please spare me your imagination. I'm so tired of your vivid imagination. Let someone else enjoy it. <laughs> That's not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That's kind of how I feel, actually. I, I really have uh, no interest in reading fiction, booklet fiction anymore. It is a, it is weird to me because um, now I'm I'm younger than you, and you are not even officially an old person yet. But um, mm. I also feel the same way. Now when I'm do eight one arm push ups, I'm not old. <laughs> The, I am surprised. I'm, t- I'm not talking about, you know, half-assing either. I'm talking torso to the floor. Okay. One-arm push-ups. Great. I see you doubting me. I do, nope. Nope. I'll drop down and do 80 side and hop back up and knock you in the <laughs> chops. What happens when you try that ninth one, Dane? <laughs> My hip blows out. <laughs> Throw a hip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Devil I don't. Because you, you don't care about. Uh, you begin not to care about other people's imaginations. You're right. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, this is totally unfair of me. Yeah. But and this is not. Uh, I, I say this knowing it's not a legitimate complaint. Yeah. Yeah. But novels have come to feel self-indulgent to me on the part of the writer. Mm-hmm. Like ah. Uh, I have such interesting things to make up that I'm going to, you know, make up things for 350 pages. 
Is it easier, is it easier for you? For you wait, wait, my voice is echoing again. I don't know. Come on. What? My voice is echoing again. All right, it's better now. Sort of. Um, is yeah, it easier for you to yeah, read a novel of a dead person because what? you think because you do not have to think about them writing it and you don't have to think about them being your contemporary? Make that point again. The novel of a dead person is that easier for you to read than the novel uh, of a living? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe I just I, I I'm I'm pretty much broadly uninterested in uh, book length fiction. Okay. No. This is not I a form. Myself, I could see myself taking in a collection of short stories again at some point, mm-hmm. but not a novel. Yeah. Well, if you happen to find your way to uh, Lydia Davis's most recent book, Can't and Won't, you have some fun with it. I could I, see. I can do that. I can do. Uh, I can do short meditations like that. Yeah. Uh, and I read book length nonfiction. It's not you know. That's not the problem. Yeah. I you've, just, you've written uh, book length nonfiction. I'm hard for truth. That's what I'm saying, Stooley. Do you know that uh, Carson Sestouli, yeah. There's above a 50% chance that okay. I will that I will have a, a book uh, published by Robert Bauman. I am erect, <laughs> probing the darkness for truth. Yeah, yeah. Probing the swampy darkness. Did you hear what I said, or are you ignoring it? Uh, I'm not really concerned. Okay. No, actually, that's that's very good news. Well, it's great news because ba- Bauman is a fantastic person with whom to work. Bauman is uh, he is a skilled skilled maker of books. Mm-hmm. Yes. The book, uh, should it be published, will be called Spirited Ejaculations. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You and it, it is a. Would you uh, characterize this as uh, uh, prose flights? Yeah, uh, it's, it's all just stuff. Right from, it's all from the New Enthusiast. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. just a collection of that junk. Okay. Yeah. Right. Easy, very digestible. Easily, easy to digest. It's like the brat diet for your soul. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That, I, I look forward to this. Do we have a uh, Do we have a release date? No, but uh, just needs a just need Bauman to clear up one of his credit cards so he can begin charging these these expenses. Well, so that's not going to happen. Let's see. Let's see. He should be, should be invited to a State of the Union as sort of the living embodiment of uh, the credit crisis. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at this young man. Please stand up, Mr. Bauman. Yeah, Bauman. And you have been put upon. Tell us how much you owe. Yep. He doesn't need to exaggerate. Uh, we also have three passages from uh, Emil Shoren to share with you today. All right. These are all from his collection, Drawn and Quartered. Okay. From the uh, a long piece of collection of aphorisms called Stabs at Bewilderment. Okay. This is the first one. These are all uh, these are all aphorisms that when I read them, I I thought of you. Oh, good. Yeah. For, I would say for better or worse, with a with an emphasis on the latter of those two. All righty. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hey, this one. This one. Uh, I immediately, immediately conjured you up in my head. Uh, Emil Choran writes, If we had an infallible perception of what we are, if we had an infallible perception of what we are, mm-hmm. we might have just enough courage to go to bed, but certainly not enough to get up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's you good. have the courage to... 
Well, you you got you both went to bed and got up most, very recently, but I guess it, maybe that's because you lack an infallible perception of what of what you are. Yeah, I suppose if I truly grasped the state of things, um, I would neither sleep nor wake up. Right. Do you have Do you have any interest? For some people, knowing uh, apprehending the truth is is very important. Is that important to you? Um, in what sense? I don't know. Capital T truth is like a as a concept. They want to understand. They want to be. They want to bear witness to to the abstract concept of truth. I mean, I, I would like to know things. You know, I would like to be. Uh, uh, I, I would like an awareness of the human condition. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's it, one. There's one uh, line in that. In that. I don't care to work for it. Well, there you go. There's one line in that passage from Lydia Davis where she where she remarks that it is also arbitrary, and that I think is that is a that is an important idea for adults. Is people. it all right? Wait, A L L space S O or A L S O? A L L space S O. Okay. It is all everything is arbitrary. Okay. Well, in particular with regard to I guess literary fiction, she's saying, but and this is the case. It is. I think that the that the it is not a – for example, it's not a bar mitzvah which makes a person a man, right? It is the – it is it is developing – it is it is especially not a 13. What do you know at 13? The the To become a man or a woman mm-hmm. or a woman with all wise where the vowels usually are, it is it is to do – to come to terms with the fact – that um, everything is just covered in it, 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 just to come to terms with the arbitrary. Everything is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. They're not related. These things are not meaningful. There's not a. There's not a. There's not a. Uh, there's the marvelous does not exist. It is a. It's all. You know. It's a. It's a fabrication. Look at shoes, boy. Mm-hmm. Here we go. This is the second. The two. Number two of three. Courtesy of Neil Chorin, drawn and quartered. Uh, made me think of you. You have uh, you've seen this before, I think, but let's we can we can revisit it here. Uh, we are fulfilled only when we aspire to nothing, writes Emil Chorin. We are fulfilled only when we aspire to nothing, when we are impregnated by that nothing to the point of intoxication. <laughs> when we are impregnated by nothing to the point of intoxication, Dane. <laughs> I can live with that. Yeah. Well, you know, Charles, Charles Blair, of course, famously says you have to be drunk on something. I think he says, like, wine or poetry or... It's something like always be drunk or always something. Always be drunk on something. Uh, wine, poetry, and, like, um, hot ladies, I think you might say. Ding-dongs. Yeah. Um, but in this case, another thing that, um, on which you can be intoxicated is nothingness. And huh. in particular, being impregnated by it. Would you rather be drunk on ding dongs or corn chips? Do you think is there uh, can you use protection against against nothingness so that you will not be impregnated by it? Like a prophylactic. <laughs> is there a prophylactic to avoid nothingness impregnating you? Is there a morning after pill for nothingness? <laughs> sort of a. Uh... It's only legal in Europe, maybe. A rubber for the self. <laughs> well, perhaps there are many things we do. For example, you, what, I know that because my wife is actually in France all of this month. Ah. 
And uh, so I just sit home and I'm even less interesting than usual. Okay. Yeah. My days are exactly the same. I eat all three of the same meals uh-huh. uh, every day. I have yogurt and um, honey and oats for breakfast, and then I have an avocado and bread for lunch, and then I have a bean patty <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> a bean patty. <laughs> yeah, bean patty. That is a revolting pairing of words. <laughs> I actually have – it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would taste fine, but it's just the, the phonetics of that. Are yeah, just... it's, it's, it, it tastes fine. I put some yogurt – or some, not some yogurt, some uh, like a spicy – uh, mustard on it tastes good. Um, the reason I make that as opposed to a hamburger, I'm not a vegetarian, but I have that because I have never cooked a hamburger before because I am afraid of them. I'm afraid of giving myself whatever um, bacteria is found in burgers. Yeah. So I cook only uh, vegetarian options. You're worried about mad cow disease? Not that even. Like Just like undercooked. I'm worried about undercooking meat. I'm worried about handling meat. Why don't you just cook the shit out of it? Um, I, I don't even know when the shit has been cooked out of it. I have no way of knowing. I've never barbecued before. When it becomes a briquette. I am li- I'm less than half a man. I am <laughs> I'm 49% or lower. Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame to cowardice. But I but my no my days are just they're just long strings of uh, of just uh, automatic behavior. Not no reflection at all during the course of the day. I move from one already sort of yeah. pre-planned activity to the next until I go to bed and wake up the next morning. On those occasions when your wife is out of town, have you ever thought about going by the alias Billy Miserable? <laughs> Um, no, I, I usually go by Tony cries a lot. <laughs> yeah. It has the advantage of sounding half Italian and half Native American simultaneously. So people think I'm eth- ethnically interesting. What are you typing? Are you checking your email right now? Are you in I'm, a meeting I'm, with CBS? I'm to emails. Right. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm excited to hear when we're done talking who, uh. My day, you know, my day doesn't stop for you, Sistoli. Mm-hmm. We got one more passage from Emil Chorin today. All right, let's get all of it. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, yes, Read it, boy, come on! I began to decline the moment ecstasy no longer visited me, is what, is what Emil Choran writes. He says, I began to decline the moment ecstasy no longer visited me when the extraordinary left my life. He continues, instead came a sterile and anxious astonishment, which will ultimately be devalued, degraded to the point of losing everything, even anxiety. But let's cut you in the first sentence, though. I began to decline the moment ecstasy no longer visited me when the extraordinary left my life. Okay. What age was that for you, Dane, if it's happened at all? Um, I don't know. I guess that would be... Uh... And does it correlate at all with your with your interest or lack thereof in, in writing a book-length collection of short stories? No, I think it predates that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, probably 13, I guess. That's <laughs> what happened at 13. I don't know. I, I, I uh, you know, uh, childhood seemed to leave. You know, the wonderment of childhood took leave of me. Yeah. 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 And then awful adolescence uh, began. 
Last question. Uh, uh, if one of the three books, if you were, if the, if your autobi, if your autobiography mm-hmm. were to share a title, to borrow a title from one of the three books included in Dante's Divine Comedy, which, wh- what, which of them would it share? Uh, probably Hard Justice. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth one. <sighs> hard Justice. Or yeah. would that be the title of a pornographic film in which you start? Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Good times. <laughs> Good times, Dan. Anything else uh, we neglected to address here? Ah, uh, my my is the color of an eggplant right now. Purple over and you got, you got real silly in the second half. <laughs> Since the lights went out, what happened? I just started smoke some weed while the power was out. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's required by law. You know, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we go? That baseball writer I mentioned earlier is tweeting again. It's annoying. All right. Well, it's finished up. Thank you, uh, thank you, Dane, for your. Well, I guess one of your monthly appearances now. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> That has been Dane Perry, contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio.